it up. From the YBA Phoenix Fitness 24-7 basketball facility in Brockland, California, it's Coach's Rise time with Coach C. Collins. It is start three, two, one. Coach's Rise time. Hey, welcome to Coach's Rise Time. If you're here and it's your first-timer, uh, welcome. If you've been returning and you've been a good guest and you've been checking me out for a while, I appreciate it. If, uh, you know, we talk a little bit of basketball, red pill, blue pill, black pill, and just overall my take on basketball and life in general, reaction videos, things like that. So, today's topic, um, we have an interesting story. I want you guys to see this article uh, first. It's kind of a weird pandemic of things going on lately in terms of um, you run across these stories that I think are happening more and more frequent. And I want to kind of delve into it because I think basketball and AU culture has kind of created this monster. You end up with a lot of um, high school kids that are, excuse me, not high school kids. You end up with a lot of adults going back to play high school ball to try to make something of themselves or live their glory days or things like that. Um, very rarely, though, do you see it on the women's side. So I found this story pretty fascinating. Um, go ahead and check this out real quick. One under one of the strangest stories I've ever heard of and talked about. Last Friday, we received an email from the mother of a player on the Churchland High School girls JV basketball team that an assistant coach on the team named Arlisha Boykins impersonated a 13-year-old player on the team that was out of town for a club basketball tournament. Here's video from that game. Churchland is in the black uniforms. Number one right there that just came up with the black block shot. We're told that is Arlisha Boykins. They were taken on Nansman River. Uh, this video has been edited to show you some of the highlights. Uh, Arlisha is apparently a 22-year-old young woman going up against 14 and 15-year-old girls. Now we have confirmed that Boykins is no longer an employee of Portsmouth Public Schools. And since this game, the student athletes on the team and parents decided to just end the season. They will not be playing any more games this year. Portsmouth Public Schools did launch an investigation into this matter. The details have not been revealed by officials quite yet. Now, I spoke with the father of the 13-year-old girl that was... Now, here's something I find pretty funny. And obviously, if you're listening on the audio side, you can't see it. But if you check out on the YouTube, you guys can check this part out. If you're looking at the video or if you watch the video or if you go look it up yourself, because I'll have a link to the description, you'll see there's a coach, at least from my observations, there's a male coach on the side coaching this team. That means, and again, this woman's assistant coach, so that means the head coach had to sign off on this. And are we at such a point that it's win at all costs that we'll have – 20-something-year-old women playing against 14- and 15-year-old young girls. And a lot of this is indicative of what I'm seeing in AAU basketball. And I'll circle back and break that down once you see the rest. That was being impersonated. Here's what he had to say about his reaction when he heard the news. Coaches, you know, always preach to the kids, you know, about integrity and those type of things. So I was just shocked. I, I just need, you know, an apology, you know, because I haven't yet received one from, you know, the overseer of the program or nothing. You know, he just came out and just told us the stipulations of what was going to happen, but there was no apology issue personally to us, even in his presence. We're going to follow up with this story. If more information comes out, uh, those parents told me today that they are simply just seeking an apology from Churchland. Yo, have you heard 
So, yeah, you guys heard that. And <laughs> what can you say about it? I think it's insane. Um, there's other stories uh, of, you know, 20 something year old young men going to high school. Uh, I remember watching this funny video that popped up on my feed. I, I want to do a reaction to it. I just got to find it again. It was about a 17 year old going into an AU tournament as a seventh grader or eighth grader, and nobody stopped it. Like they actually let this 17 year old play. He's doing it as a joke for his YouTube channel, his TikTok. But the fact that he actually went into a tournament was able to pull that off. I know Drifty J, shout out to him. Um, and he was obviously on my podcast, Jordan. Shout out to you, Jordan. Um, he went into high school trials for West Coast Elite and played in AAU tournaments. And he's a J, he was a JC player. Like, you know, I think I think Drifty's like 20 now, or 21, and was playing in these AAU tournaments. And no one said anything, right? It wasn't until now that he's pretty popular and famous now that obviously they would catch on to him. I um, It it's, saddens me that we've become so numb to holdbacks and so numb to reclasses that even grown adults at this point could pass themselves off and no one will say anything. If you want to understand my side of it personally, I don't generally, I will never, I won't say I've never had, but I won't generally uh, put weak class or holdbacks on my teams. Um, and unless uh, it's like senior years of high school, because and I, and playing on the shoe circuits as well because at that point all, most of the kids are all whole, either holdbacks or their bodies have grown enough to where their abilities are going to shine through. So I really um, don't understand this weird uh, atmosphere of this, but I do think uh, because we allow so much reclassifying, um, my teams played t- uh, today. I had my my fifth grade played. Um, we played against a team. I believe they had some reclasses. Again, if, if all those kids were legit uh, aged 11U fifth graders and stuff, hey, more ha- more you know, more power to them. We lost by one point or one point or two points in overtime. Um, we should have won the game anyway. We had to lead and just miss some things. But, you know, more power to them if they're legit. It's, it's just um, very questionable <laughs> if they are. Uh, and the director told me that the coach told him some of them were reclasses. Um, you're reclassing fifth graders. It should be in sixth. I think that's um, I don't know. It's not good. If it's just academic reasons, of course you should do it. But you know, to just try to get the strength of um, getting wins, medals, trophies. I've I've seen coaches play with older kids, and you know, those older kids aren't necessarily that good, so they still play them at the low low. It's I guess. It's if listen if you if you only got five players and you got to do that with that one player or six players okay I could let that slide but if you got twelve guys you know like what are you doing that for and that kind of segues to this two parter of what I'm saying you know ultimately look this needs to stop adults need to stop going to high schools uh, trying to uh, give rekindle something for especially young men or old you know like twenty some year old men are doing this and. We as coaches have to set a better example. We have to have some integrity. Uh, again, my team just played uh, the Sack Soldiers, and uh, we lost by six, five, or six or seven or five, something like that. And I believe, and again, they can correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe a lot of the kids, um, a good amount of the kids on their team are reclasses. 
And it is what it is. Um, so basically my 14-year-olds were playing like 15-year-olds, you know. Uh, and that year does make a difference. I'm trying – I the cool part with me is I, I take those games and I'm saying you make my team better. You're you're not making necessarily your team better. My team is a high-level eighth-grade team, a high-level true-aged uh, eighth-grade team. If we play a bunch of reclass kids – uh, I've played my kids against JV, my eighth graders against JV. I played my uh, eighth graders against freshmen when high school is in effect. Right now, high school is not. So I play them against a lot of the high-level team, the reclass teams. Um, there was one team, last grassroots, uh, CTB played against them, and some of those kids that played, the soldiers played against them. Um, they were from Portland, and they were, man, if that was a legit eighth-grade team, they were unreal. And they came in and kicked everybody's ass. And again, like I, I would like my teams to go against those kind of guys because it makes my teams better. I don't, um, I don't understand it. I really don't. Um, but it's not meant for me to understand. I just roll with it and I go with the tide of everything. So that's all I really have to say about that. There's, these stories are crazy. I'll leave a link for that in the description. Probably do some more. I did a one minute uh, uh, coach's recap on it. So check that out. Uh, and if you're still here, hit that subscribe button, you know, maybe follow, um, check out more videos, more reactions and, and help grow my channel. I'm going to start to want to do some more individual podcasts and get like some uh, uh, red pill, blue pill content out here talking to athletes and women and their perspective. But regardless, moving to the next thing, let's talk about this weird uh, obsession of playing your kids down. It's called snowballing. That's the effect we call it, um, where coaches will have higher level teams and play them in lower divisions in order to just try to win or get trophies or medals. Um, I don't understand why do that. You know, parents, I maybe for you guys, and, I, and I'm going to try to be devil's advocate and see your perspective. You're spending money on the entry fee. You're spending money for the tournament fee. You're spending money for practices. So I guess you want to see a tangible – validation of the investment that you're spending well that's not how that works i'm going to tell you guys like this and i'm and i've and i've i might have heard this from somewhere or i can't remember i think half heard and half it's just some of me you know watching your kids on that basketball court grow their game is like what if you're if you're familiar with the stock market it's like watching a stock it's like watching your stocks go up and down and up and down. If you did that day in, day out, especially for those who work in Wall Street and work on stock market, they'll tell you that would, that shit will make you go crazy. You can't watch your stocks go up and down. What you do is you invest the money. You don't look at it. You check it maybe once a month and let it accumulate over years. And it's been proven like the S&P 500 and I'm in stocks and bonds, if you couldn't tell a little bit, um, all those things always grows. The, the market always grows, whether it goes up or down of the overall, like you, you put a stock in typically for a 10 year period, you do like a blue check, a blue check stock, like one that's consistent forever. Like let's say Disney or let's say Apple, there's going to be times it's going to go down. There's going to be times it's going to go up, but after 10, 15 years, it, it always goes up. Watching your kids struggle, watching them go up and down is like watching your stocks go up and down. You can't, Get too invested in the moment. You have to see the upward trajectory of the future. And that's incumbent upon the coach and the organization. And if they're going in that right direction or if they're planning for that longevity. 
But, you know, this um this nowism is what's kind of creating this culture. Uh watching teams, you know, sandbag, snowball, whatever you want to call it, um, to get a medal, get a trophy. You have a division one team, you're playing them division three, or you're putting division one players in, in lower lower brackets. Um, you know what, to be fair, you could put division one players on lower teams. Like you could put like uh, uh, one D1 player on like, let's say a D2 team. Okay, cool. Cause his role is going to be different. He'll be the more center of the team. Um, he will be a factor, but he won't be the only factor. Right. But when you have uh, coaches that deliberately duck and dodge higher level teams, tougher competition in order to go against weaker opponents to appease the parents. Listen, this is my advice I'm going to tell you to coaches out there. If wins are the only thing that keeps your kids and parents around, they're not going to stay around. They're not, they're not meant to be around. You have to remember this is a this is about de- development. That's why it's called a, the process. It's about a process. Um if your kids are just if your families are just looking for W's, there's plenty of teams that could jump on and do that. I know I play on plenty. I play against plenty of teams that they're not an actual team. There's new kids every weekend. They, you know, they might have their same three or four guys, but they play they play every uh, weekend. And I know, well, so I got some advice from some of my uh, colleagues who heard me on some of my episodes. They said, "Don't call kids out by name. Don't call kids out by name. Don't you know? You just seem like a." I'm like, so I'm a hater because I'm saying objective reality. Okay, well, I won't say any names. But the kids you guys see play for about seven or eight different teams, this is for you guys. Like, why? Just help me understand why. You're not learning any IQ. You're not learning culture. You're not learning any systems. You're not learning the things that translate. That's why when Anthony, shout out to him from Port City, when we had our sit down, our street interview, he said, he said, I want my guys to be coaching against a system. I want them to be coaching against a basketball scheme. I want them to play against, you know, a basketball format, not just Who's got the better athletes? Who won the puberty Olympics, right? You know, who got the growth spurt the fastest? Or, okay, you got your growth spurt faster, but we're going to reclass you, so hopefully we can develop that growth spurt some more. Like, come on, man, that's ridiculous. Like, kids, if you're playing for nine different teams, eight different teams, you have no loyalty, basically you're basketball whores, right? Because let's call it what it is. You basketball hoes? Like, you're not growing. You're doing a disservice to yourself. You are. It's cool to me to have two, maybe three teams. But you're if you don't have a core, a home base that's going to give you value, not just wins, but value from the development side, getting you ready for high school, getting you ready for college, then it doesn't make sense. I have college coaches sitting on my About That Life podcast. I have uh, referees sitting on my About That Life podcast. I have guys who've been in the game, the high-level AAU guys, the, the um the director of Arsenal, the director of the Oakland Soldier, vice president of Oakland Soldiers, and shout out to Lowe because he's now, um, you know, Division One coach at Sac State. Like, I'm sitting down with these people. I have these conversations with these people. And I'm going to keep progressing them on the About That Life show, and I want to even put some of them on the coaches' rise time. But kids, you know, playing on so many teams, it's, it's not, it's not going to help you. And if, and if people disagree with me, by all means, come to the show and state your case. Let's sit down on my show and advocate to me 
how it makes sense that if your kid reclasses and plays for seven or eight different teams, it's ultimately going to help him in the growth of this game because I haven't seen it. I haven't seen it. You know, I see the kids that typically have a core and stick with that core, uh, grow their game and grow it to a point where maybe they might play on a bigger stage and a bigger platform, but they always remember where home base is. Um, it doesn't have to be YBA. It could be wherever. It could be a Lake Show. It could be an Arsenal, right? But there has to be a home base. It could be a Sac Valley Elite. It could be. It could be anywhere, right? But as long as you're getting the growth, I, I don't understand it, and it's and it's maybe not meant again something that's not meant for me to understand. But hopefully, me having the conversation maybe it sparks the conversation for you. Maybe it makes you want to say something to me again. Please feel free. I'm welcome to anybody who wants to sit down on this couch and have an opposing view with me. Um, but be ready to come with facts because I come with statistics, um, objective reasoning and facts. So, you know, if you guys are willing to do that, please, by all means, let me know. You know, as far as as far as I know, um, the shift in COVID has made kids older in college. And that's why you got like 26 year olds, you know, pretty much earning their masters who are still playing, you know, collegiate sports. It does have a trickle down effect. But I just don't see the value of playing for so many teams, wearing your body out, putting it at that much danger or risk, hurting the muscle fibers, right? Putting that That's too much wear and tear. When your kids are playing seven to eight to nine games a day, 16 games in a weekend, that's ridiculous. It's just ridiculous to me. But again, that's just my opinion. If you see the value in it, more power to you. With that uh, being said, we're here, uh, you know, reach the end of uh, this segment. Hopefully it uh, illuminated some conversation for you. Um, let me know if the video is a dub or a L. If it's an L, hey, I'll take that. Um, leave your comments. Tell me what you think. If you can, hit that subscribe, hit that follow, hit that like. Help me out with the algorithm. I'm going to keep, again, trying to send you consistent content. Uh, the biggest thing I, that I take from this is, hey, let's try to make this an even playing field. Let's remember the kids and it's about their development. Um, coaches, let's remove ourselves out of it. And grown adults, stay out of high school. Listen, if you really want to hoop, Go try out for JC. JC, there is no age limit. Do NAI. NAI schools don't even have an age limit. Um, they're, they're all about full-time semesters. You can be a 29-year-old at NAI college. Who cares? But let's try to do better than going down to high schools and winning at all costs. It's just not worth it, and we can do better, and we are better than that. All right? I'm out. Peace.